0: Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey,
1: it's me, Emilio.
0: Yep, it's Emilio, and uh, and we're here to uh, continue our 366-part uh, series where we explore the NBA and NBA players born on each day on the calendar. And uh, on this episode, we're going to be uh, biting off two days Uh, June 27th and June 28th, the day this uh, comes out on. Uh, So we're going to be using our uh, traditional style, uh, going through and creating uh, starting lineups based on uh, the the eligible players. Uh, We're going to start at uh, center, followed by power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. So without uh, without further ado, let's uh, jump right into it, Mills. Who did you have at center among players born on June 27th?
1: I had Ed Peterson. Now this guy, I mean, he he is in the he is like in last place for minutes played. But I mean, really can't deny this guy's career.
0: Well, one uh, thing that's worth noting is that uh, we actually don't have the minutes played for his career because uh, he played so long ago, playing in the uh, 1949 yeah. uh, through 1951 seasons.
1: Yeah, unfortunately passed away on March 20th of 1984, but. I mean, good NBA career, I guess. I mean, better than some of these players. I mean, seven points per game, five rebound, 5.4 rebounds per game. They were not keeping track in his first season, but in point nine assists per game. So, I mean, solid and better than some of these players.
0: Solid for sure. He actually didn't make my team. I went another direction here, but it's worth mentioning a few things about Ed Peterson. Uh, taken in the uh, fourth round of the 1948 BAA draft, so this is like way back in the early days of professional hoops, I uh, actually attended Cornell, uh, not a college that has turned out uh, many NBA players. I think it's probably been uh, been a while since any uh, Cornell player has made it to the league. Actually, 2010. Uh, 2012, yeah. Jeff Foote actually getting a, a brief cup of coffee in the league, 39 minutes. Uh, but yeah, um, Ed Peterson uh, managing 115 games across, uh, across a couple of seasons in the league and actually played for... Uh, for Al Servi, I mean, I, I, I got to mention, I mean, Hall of Famer Al Servi was his coach and teammate on the uh, Syracuse Nationals back in fifty fifty one.
1: Wow, and I mean, what
0: an honor to be coached by um, the all-time great. Absolutely, Al no,
1: Servi. actually, the all-time not great.
0: Well, on that team with uh, the likes of uh, Dolph Shays, Fred Scolari, Bella Smalley, Alex Hannum, I mean... uh you know, Murderer's Row of, uh, of of big time players from uh, from that time, uh, Ed Peterson. Uh, yeah, just just a few years in the league, but definitely uh, m- made his mark uh, in, in that time. Uh, worth mentioning, he uh, also a member of the uh, Sphinx Head Society at uh, Cornell. Interesting. Yeah, I thought so as well. So I, I went a different direction, as I said, with uh, w- with my center choice, and I chose uh, Malik Allen.
1: Yeah, I'm much more a current player. I mean, only 43 today. And um, I mean, long, solid career. I had this guy power forward, but I can't take anyone. Yeah,
0: 478 regular season games for Malik Allen. Uh, most of those coming off the bench, just 125 starts. But uh, really made his way around the league. Uh, I thought you would appreciate uh, eight teams. Guy uh, must have picked up quite a bit of swag uh, getting around to all those places. I'm sure he has a pretty sweet uh, collection of uh, gear from uh, from his time in the league. But also has been working as a coach for the uh, for the last uh, few years. He actually uh, started as a uh, NBA head coach, or excuse me, NBA assistant uh, with the Pistons back in 2014, and has continued on uh, NBA benches uh, right up to now. He's an uh, assistant coach with the Heat. Yeah, I mean,
1: he um, he is uh, pretty good.
0: Yeah, forty-three years old today, and uh, yeah, I mean, still obviously well on on his way as a uh, as a coach. Who knows? We might see him as a head coach at some point in the future. Uh, hard to say. Uh, a, a Villanova attendee and a guy who was undrafted, but uh, had had uh, quite a successful NBA run. Yeah, I mean, a
1: thousand. Um, I mean, he um, he shot the ball from three, three for sixteen. I mean, you really just can't deny it.
0: Well, yeah, not a lot of uh, three point shooting from uh, Malik Allen. That's uh, that, that's fair to say. But he right. still got luck there. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, that's true. So you, you mentioned you had Malik Allen at the uh, at, at the four. So we can move on to uh, my power forward, and I chose uh, Chuck Person, probably the uh, the most accomplished player uh, born on this day.
1: Yes, I had him at small forward, and this guy rookie of the year, all rookie team, and I mean, if you look at that rookie season, I mean, pretty good.
0: Yeah, Chuck Person, uh, known as uh, the Rifleman, because uh, he could really pop it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, 36% from three um, for his career, uh, putting up 3.6 per game. And, I mean, there's another great three-point shooter we're going to talk about later. But, um, yeah, I mean, good player, 14.7 points per game. And I think it really hurt him when um, he was – injury in the US Army or
0: whatever <laughs> yeah do we know what the, what the story is with uh, with a Chuck person having been uh, having missed a season due to uh, an, an army injury not really <laughs> we're gonna have to look into that uh, actually uh, missed the uh, 96 97 season at age 32 uh, listed with uh, injury US Army on uh, a basketball reference, I'm not exactly sure what was going on there, but a guy who, who could really shoot it, as we've mentioned many times, uh, you know these guys who played in earlier eras than the one that we're in right now, the volume not really there uh, in terms of the three point shooting, as you know compared to what we're used to, but uh, Chuck Person shooting you know over five a game at times during his career, despite playing in the uh, mid 90s. And, uh, of course, in, into the uh, into the 80s, as well as career spanning from uh, 1986 to 2000, uh, 943 regular season games, 622 of them as uh, starts. A really strong player. I mean, taken with the uh, fourth overall pick in the 86 draft out of Auburn and uh, turning 57 today, a big-time player in his uh, yeah. time.
1: He, yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, 21.6 points per game on the air. So, I mean, he had a pretty high high.
0: Absolutely, yeah, really good career from uh, from Chuck Person overall. So you had him in at your three. Yes. All right, so we move on to my three, which was uh, Landry Fields.
1: Yes, this I did not have this guy on my um my squad, but uh, I mean six point eight points per game, and uh, he um he definitely um yeah, I mean actually gotten in 255 regular season games. So, I mean, it's coaching now. I mean, but,
0: um, yeah. Okay. He's actually an assistant general manager for the, uh, for the Hawks. So not a, uh, not, not coach currently, but no longer a, uh, an active player despite his relative youth, uh, taken with the uh, 39th pick in the 2010 NBA draft and, uh, just 33 today, uh, played his career with, uh, with the Knicks and, uh, Raptors during, uh, during his, his five years in the league. And, uh, yeah, just uh, a solid player when he, uh, when he when he first emerged, a member of the All Rookie Team, uh, yeah. his, his first year. So uh, d- definitely made, made an impact initially, but uh, yeah, faded pretty quickly. I mean, that that first year in the league, clearly his best work. Yeah, sure.
1: I mean he played thirty-one minutes a
0: game too. Yeah, as I recall, I was you know surprised that he started so much in the early days of his career. As you mentioned, an early second-round pick, so not a guy you would necessarily expect to to be an immediate starter, but. Uh, the makeup of that Knicks team at the time ended up starting eighty one out of eighty two games. Obviously, playing every game that season and uh, up over thirty minutes per game during that year as well. So, uh, definitely, uh, uh, you know, pl- played a significant role upon entering the league. Uh, notable that he uh, went to Stanford and uh, actually attended there at the same time that uh, Brooke and Robin Lopez did. So, a teammate yeah. of theirs in college.
1: I mean, yeah, like um, he were he like retired to coach. Like he probably might have still had some like a season
0: left in the race. Yeah, I think he dealt with some injuries. Uh, he actually uh, signed a, a pretty substantial deal with the Raptors uh, after his second season in the league, a three-year, $20 million contract. So probably was, uh, you know, financially set after, uh, or, you know, reasonably so after a few years and uh, decided to move on to the next chapter of his basketball life at that point.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, so let's keep it moving here. Uh, he was my three. I think we're, we're up to uh, your two. Mills, who do you have at shooting guard?
1: Yeah, by the way, he's only 33. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, just 33. Um, I had Craig Hodges. Now, this is the other great shooter. I mean, two-time NBA champ, and, um, yeah, this guy could really pop it. I mean, 40% from three while attempting two a game, and, I mean, that's just nasty. I mean, 48% from the field while attempting 5.4-point shots per game. I mean, this guy could really fill it up.
0: Yeah, that 40% from three, as you mentioned, uh, good for 50th uh, all-time percentage-wise. A a phenomenal shooter. And uh, as we've talked about recently in uh, discussing Craig Hodges uh, prior to this episode, uh, known for some particular shooting exploits uh, in the uh, three-point shootout, especially.
1: Yeah, I mean, hit 19 in a row one time, and there was no bunny ball rocks, and he still... Had twenty four points in the three point
0: contest out of a possible thirty. Yeah, and he hit that. He started hitting those nineteen with the uh, the first ball. So this guy just comes out and pops like three consecutive complete racks, and then makes four more on the next rack. And then I believe he hits the next two on uh, after that. Once he gets to the fifth rack. Yeah. So pretty phenomenal. I mean, kind of a mind blowing uh, shooting performance from Craig Hodges. But this guy, a three time winner of the slam dunk, or excuse me, the three point shootout. And a two-time NBA champ as well, uh, taken with the 48th pick in the 1982 NBA draft and 61 years old today uh, out of uh, Cal State Long Beach. And uh, really, I mean, just as a pure shooter, about as good as it gets.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, really f- phenomenal stuff from, uh, from Craig Hodges. Didn't last uh, all that long in the league. I mean, uh, I shouldn't say that. I mean, 695 games in the league is quite some time. I played a bit overseas as well. And uh, has also been a coach in in various places, coaching uh, Chicago State in college and uh, as an assistant uh, with with the Lakers for for quite a few years, as well as with the uh, Westchester Knicks.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, got up to um, over, uh, like, 10 points per game three seasons in a row. And, I mean, with the Bucs for four seasons, he averaged 10.5 points per game, um, 3.4 rebounds, I think. That is, and um, one assist. So, I mean, he he was okay overall.
0: Yeah, an an interesting character as well uh, for uh, having spoken out against uh, some of the players, uh, some of his contemporaries, guys he played with, including uh, Jordan, uh, uh, whose haircut he he shared during a bunch of his career as well. Uh, Criticized Jordan for not being outspoken enough on social issues, uh, certainly something that was important to Craig Hodges and something that he... Uh, you know dealt with some flack for uh, over the course of his career I mean ha- having uh, having put himself out there and uh, made a point of some of the uh, raising some of the social issues that other stars of his day were uh, not bringing as much light to.
1: Yeah
0: So uh, so we're, we're in lockstep there on the, uh, on the on the twos. are you ready to move on to our point cards?
1: Yeah um, I have Monte Morris now this guy, I mean, he's he was pretty nice. I mean or he is pretty nice. I mean an active player. Nine point eight points per game for his career, ten point two this season, and I mean, he's pretty good. I mean, averaging twenty five point four minutes per game with the nuggets this season and I mean especially in the playoffs. I mean I had twenty eight points performance against the Blazers. I mean but um yeah, I mean that was in the um in the game where Dame like went off you know, T and yeah, I mean,
0: I believe he got himself 55 points in that game.
1: Yeah, he did. And uh, I mean, this guy, he's like a rising contributor.
0: Absolutely. 26 years old today and really has uh, made a name for himself in his first few years in the league. Uh, 51st overall pick. So a second rounder in the 2017 draft to the Nuggets and has already played 205 regular season games. Has started 31 of those, but has been an important contributor off the bench for these squads, especially with Jamal Murray going down. I'm sure he's going to be uh, really involved in the Nuggets' plans uh, to start next season and uh, through a whole bunch of it because Jamal Murray isn't expected back for a while. But a a major contributor out of uh, Iowa State and uh, owner of uh, some pretty cool nicknames, if you uh, believe basketball reference.
1: Yeah, Man Man, Big Game, Tay, Count of Monte Assist slash T.O.,
0: yeah, also uh, interesting to note that uh, he's become a uh, naturalized uh, Nigerian citizen and uh, will be part of uh, what looks to be a pretty impressive uh, Nigerian basketball team at the upcoming Olympics in Tokyo.
1: Yeah, who's on that team?
0: So we got the likes of uh, Alfaruka uh, the great Chimizi Metu, Josh Okogi some of our favorites uh, represented, Jaleel Okafor, Wes Wundu, and uh, we'll see. There could be some other uh, other players as well. So uh, Oji Ananobi as well. So some, some pretty impressive NBA talent. And Monte Morris. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Epe Udo as well has, has been a part of that Nigerian team in the past, uh, former NBA player and a pretty high uh, lottery pick. So, yeah, we're, g- we're going to get a chance to uh, hopefully see some more of Monte Morris over the course of the summer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I of course, had, uh, had Monte Morris as well. So l- let's just run through our uh, teams quickly, and then we can uh, take a quick break before we uh, uh, cover a couple of the guys.
1: Yeah, I had um... – Center, um, Ed Peterson, power forward, Malik Allen, small forward, Chuck Person, shooting guard, Craig Hodges, and point guard, Monte Morris.
0: Yeah, and I had uh, center Malik Allen, power forward, Chuck Persson, small forward, Landry Fields, uh, shooting guard, Craig Hodges, and point guard, Monte Morris. We'll be back in just a moment. We're back to continue our conversation about other players born on June 27th. Let's uh, pick it up with Kevin Joyce. Now, this guy uh, born in uh, Bayside, New York. That's uh, part of Queens I'm pretty familiar with.
1: Yeah, um, this guy was actually a solid player. You could put him on your team. She's just like, he's really fit. He's not better than Craig Hodges or, um, oh, what's his name? Matthew Morris? Yeah, Matty Morris. Um, yeah. But solid. I mean, ten point six points per game, getting up to fourteen point nine. I mean, played only one hundred and eighty games due to injury the patella.
0: Patella uh, is like your kneecap.
1: Oh well, he got injured. Yeah.
0: Yeah, member of the uh, nineteen seventy two uh, U.S. Olympic team at the uh, Summer Olympics. They lost to uh, to the Soviet Union that year. Uh, controversial. Uh, the U.S. Uh, did not accept their uh, their silver medal that year. Uh, seventy a. Uh, Picking the uh, 73 NBA draft, number 11 overall, a uh, New York guy who uh, who played his entire career in the ABA. Not an NBA player, but a uh, guy who attended uh, South Carolina as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, was a point guard and shooting guard mainly, and, um, I mean, pretty good. I, I mean, in general, I feel like he was solid. I mean, not great, but solid. 11th yeah. pick in the draft.
0: Yeah, Wikipedia notes that uh, his, in the 1971 ACC Tournament Championship game, he uh, outjumped uh, North Carolina's lead Deadman with uh, seconds left to tap the ball to Tom Owens, who might come up later in this episode for a uh, dramatic uh, come-from-behind victory.
1: Wow. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. So let, let's keep it moving. I know you consider this guy for your squad. We're talking about Larry Demick.
1: I did when I kind of didn't really, but I didn't look at this guy.
0: Yeah, Larry Demick with a three-year career with the Knicks in the 1979 through 1982 seasons, number nine overall pick in the 1979 NBA draft, and this guy's still alive, 64 years old today.
1: Yeah, I mean, happy birthday, Larry. And um, I mean, it's the same name as um, Larry Bird, played actually in the same time as him.
0: A little bit, yeah, he did uh, in the league at the same uh, same time for a little bit. Also played famously in the uh, in the Philippines with the uh, Crispa Redmanizers, where he was actually a teammate of the great Billy Ray Bates, uh, one of the legends of uh, Philippine basketball.
1: Yeah, I mean, was scoring like forty points per game, and I mean,
0: you're talking about Billy Ray Bates, not Larry yeah. yeah.
1: And Lee? yeah,
0: you know, I might have to mention uh, Billy Ray Bates. I get back to him in a future episode. Let's also talk about Joe Young. This is a much more recent player, guy who was drafted 43rd overall in the second round of the 2015 NBA draft and is just 29 years old today.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, played with the Pacers a couple of years ago and um, was well, not horrible. I mean, what team is he on now? Is he still in the Pacers?
0: No, he I didn't get a ton of run there in, uh, in, the, in the NBA. 127 regular season games, just one start, eight and a half minutes per contest. Uh, Across his three years in the league, all with the Pacers, but uh, has really gone on to some great success in China, playing in the uh, CBA, both for uh, Nanjing Monkey King and more recently for uh, Beijing Royal Fighters. Now get this, currently making $3.1 million a year in the Chinese Basketball Association. So that's big, big money for there. But get this, coming off a season right now where he averaged, led led the league, 38.3 points per game, 6.4 assists. 2.3 Two point three steals per game.
1: Well, wow, I mean, this guy must be having a wildly good um, career in um, China, and I mean, I mean, that's just incredible. I mean, Young recorded a career high fifty one points to go along with nine rebounds and two assists. That's off Wikipedia.
0: Yeah, that was back in twenty eighteen. So he, he had a, has had a phenomenal career uh, as a professional in uh, in, in China. Yeah, I mean, I uh, attended uh, University of Houston as well as Oregon, so one of these uh, two college guys and uh, famous for his uh, nickname, according to basketball reference, Joey Buckets, and uh, you can see why based on his performance in China.
1: 38.
0: Six-foot-two, 180, so a guy who can really fill it up despite his uh, relatively small stature. Yeah. Let's also mention Russell, Russell Critchfield. I know you have a bunch to say about this guy. Yeah, I mean,
1: 75 years old and, um, I mean, 3.4 points per game. I actually don't have that much to say about him, but he played on the Oakland Oaks.
0: Yeah, and won a title in the ABA with the Oakland Oaks in his one season in 1969. thought he was kind of uh, notable for, uh, for currently being the men's basketball coach at Butte College. And they may be thinking, oh, yeah, Butte College. Like, uh, you know, what's the big deal about that place in, uh, in Butte, California? Excuse me, in Oroville, California. But uh, you look at some of the people who have gone there, some uh, pretty notable people from uh, the world of sports. Most notable, uh, Larry Allen, a uh, professional uh, football hall of famer who I remember well, part of uh, some classic uh, Cowboys Super Bowl winning teams, but also
1: Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, uh, taking the same, uh, same path as, uh, as, as Russell Crisfield. Uh, ended up going to uh, California after his time at Butte College, but uh, yeah, pretty notable.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, Russell Crisfield still getting it done there, turning uh, 75 years old today. Let's also mention Stan Brown.
1: Yeah, Stan. I mean, I mean Lat Lodi, great nickname, and um, playing the ABL as well. And in one season, he just decided, I'm not going to play.
0: Notable for having been the uh, youngest player to play in the NBA slash BAA for more than forty-eight years until Kobe Bryant came along in 1996 and uh, broke his record.
1: I mean, 18 in his first season, and uh, yeah, that's pretty impressive.
0: 18 years, 139 days old when he began that uh, 1947-48 season with the Philadelphia Warriors. So, uh, an interesting note there for Stan Brown. Yeah,
1: I mean, probably could have gotten a lot of seasons out of him. but
0: Yeah, didn't make it uh, to the court as, uh, as the years went on. Let's also talk about Alex Blackwell. Now, this guy's turning 51 today.
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy played in the 90s with the Lakers. And, um, yeah, I mean, solid.
0: Yeah, not a ton to say about him. A brief NBA run, uh, just 27 games in one season with the Lakers before uh, getting it on overseas for uh, for quite a few years uh, through the mid-2000s, really through the through the 2000s. Bryce Johnson, another player born on this date, just 27 years old, so who knows? We might, uh, might see him again, although I don't think so because he washed out of the NBA after just 21 games despite being the 25th overall pick in the 2016 NBA draft.
1: Yeah, I mean – What's not
0: that good? Yeah, 6'10", 230 out of uh, North Carolina. So a guy who had a lot of attention, a lot of eyes on him, playing at a uh, major college program, but uh, not a guy who really made much of a mark in his uh, brief time in the league. Has gone on to uh, play a bunch overseas. Is currently playing in the uh, Ukrainian Basketball Super League uh, with a uh, team. uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce their name, but uh, definitely a a guy who uh, showed up in the league for a little bit. Known as uh, Easy B, if uh, basketball reference is to be believed. All right, so let's get to this one last guy uh, born on this on, uh, on June 27th in NBA and ABA history, and it's a pretty notable one. Let's talk about John Barber.
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, he was pretty good. And, uh, I mean, 1.2 rebounds, 1.4 points. I mean, not actually pretty good. I only played five games in the league, but there's uh, something else.
0: Yeah, there's definitely something else about John Barber, a guy who played at uh, California State University Los Angeles and was uh, taken with the 51st overall pick in the 1956 NBA draft. Famous for having scored, once upon a time, 188 points. Check that, 188 points in a uh, college game, which is uh, thought to be the NCAA record. Yeah.
1: I mean, his coach was intentionally making him score 188 points. They scored over 200 points in that game and absolutely destroyed. So maybe um, some other teams that um. Go with that
0: strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently instructed like not to play defense, just to cherry pick right around the basket, and uh, they managed to capitalize on that to the tune of 188 points. Hard to fathom in a 40-minute college game, but that was uh, something that John Barber accomplished uh, back in 1953 against uh, Chapman College. Uh, yeah. John Barber, despite his only uh, five games in the league, actually a teammate of uh, some of our all-time favorites.
1: Yeah, I mean, a teammate
0: of the St. Louis Hawks. Well, he was on the 56-57 uh, the St. Louis Hawks, a team that went all the way to a Game 7 of the NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics, where they unfortunately lost. But uh, he got to share a locker room with the likes of Jack Coleman, Cliff Hagan, Slater Martin. I mean, we're talking doogie. Um, and
1: McCauley, Med Park, Bob Pettit, Chuck Scher. I mean, Charlie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, pretty, pretty special stuff for uh, John Barber and an interesting character. Let's take a quick break here, and we'll uh, be back in just a moment and talk about players born on this date in NBA history. That's uh, June 28th. We're back to dig into NBA and ABA players born on June 28th. Let's uh, jump into our uh, starting lineup, talk about who we chose at center among these guys.
1: Yeah, I had um, Andrew Lang.
0: Yeah, so did I. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about him.
1: Yeah, I mean – has been—it's uh, turning fifty-five today. Gotta to mention that, but Respect. also solid NBA career, played in the nineties, and um, yeah, put up some stats.
0: Yeah, taken with the twenty-eighth uh, overall pick in the nineteen eighty-eight NBA draft out of Arkansas, uh, big man for sure. Uh, 6'11", 245, Has one of those classic uh, Andrew nicknames, according to Basketball Reference. True. Yep, uh, that's a very common one in my experience. Played with a number of teams during his career, uh, starting out with the uh, the Suns and then uh, moving around to a few different places. Famously involved in the trade that sent Charles Barkley from Philadelphia to Phoenix, where he would, of course, go on to uh, compete in the finals and have a lot of success with the Suns. And uh, yeah, had a, had a pretty successful career overall. I mean, hung around for 737 regular season games.
1: Get this. He's turning 55 today. And... He is the 55th all-time leading shot blocker in NBA history.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know if that's actually true anymore, but it it was at the time that uh, that his Wikipedia was uh, last updated. Uh, Currently uh, 68th in uh, blocks per game in NBA history and 80th in blocks overall, raw blocks. 24th, though, in uh, block percentage. This guy could uh, really swat some shots.
1: Yeah, I mean... They got to update on Andrew Lang's Wikipedia
0: page. Absolutely. got to watch out for that kind of stuff. A uh, consistent number 28 wearer throughout his career. Wore it everywhere he went. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's not, uh, I mean, you, you would think he might run into uh, some competition for 28, uh, going to seven different teams in his career, but uh, he managed to get it every time.
1: Yeah, 28 is kind of a rare number.
0: Relatively speaking, I, I totally agree with you. All right. So, as I mentioned, I had Andrew Lang at center as well. Let's keep moving here. Who'd you have at power forward?
1: I had Tom Owens. Now, this guy, I mean, he was actually pretty good. I mean, got up to, I mean, 15.1 points per game and uh, played for a long time in 877 regular season games. Mostly played in the ABA, played, actually played more games than the NBA. Yeah, I mean, played 488 games in the NBA and 389 games in the ABA. Just played about 100 more games in the NBA, but still pretty even. And um, he also had a pretty good career. I mean, got it to 11 rebounds and 15.1 um, points. So I mean, he could've been all star.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, scored as many as 18 and a half points per game actually during uh, the 78-79 season when he oh, was yeah. like, 29 with the Blazers. But a guy who really split his career between the NBA and ABA, as you said. I mean, really has even a split with uh, quite a few games. I mean, not too many guys who played almost 400 games in both the NBA and ABA. Yeah. So pretty notable from uh, Tom Owens. Originally from the Bronx, a New Yorker. uh, Originally went to uh, college at South Carolina and uh, turning 72 years old today. A big man for sure at uh, 6'10", 215. And a guy who really got around in terms of uh, the numbers that he wore over the course of his career as well. I mean, wearing uh, 24, 52, 14, 25, 42, 26, 44. I mean, whoa, that's a lot of numbers.
1: Yeah, and those are kind of
0: weird ones, too. I I totally agree. I was kind of surprised to see that. Uh, Yeah, taken with the uh, 58th overall pick in the uh, fourth round of the 71 NBA draft. And a guy who really made his way around the league. I mean, made his way around both leagues, I should say. I mean, listen to this... uh, List of uh, teams that he played on the Memphis Pros, the Carolina Cougars, the Spirits of St. Louis, the Memphis Sounds, the Kentucky Colonels, the Indiana Pacers, the Spurs, the Rockets, the Blazers, the Pistons, and then Fabriano Basket at the end of his career. So this guy really got around to even getting to the Italian League then the end of his career. The
1: Fabriano Basket is in the Italian
0: Yeah, in case you thought that might be a new NBA team or something, definitely not. It's an Italian team.
1: Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, Tom Owens actually with a uh, notably short Wikipedia entry for uh, a guy who did as much and got around as much as he did.
1: Yeah, actually, like, she thought it was a new NBA team. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, this is back in the 80s. It could not, might not even be an Italian team anymore.
0: Yeah, Fabriano basket. I mean, there's uh, yeah, probably a fair, fair amount of digging we could do into uh, the Italian league. In fact, you are correct. The uh, Fabriano basket no longer – a uh, team that is uh, a going concern in the Italian league. So, uh, well, well, well said there. Let's keep it moving now. Who do you have at the three?
1: I had Jeff – no.
0: Wait. Yeah.
1: I had Jeff Malone um, at shooting guard. And, I mean, this guy, Um, he was he was definitely
0: – You had him at the three, right?
1: Yeah, I had him at the three. And he was definitely very good. I mean, got up over 20 points a game, a bunch of seasons, two-time lost to all our, our rookie team. I mean, this guy could fill it up.
0: Yeah, 60 years old today. I had him at the two. I I think he was more of a two. We kind of There were two players here who you could have slotted in in either wing spot, and we won't mention the other one just yet. But Jeff Malone's certainly worthy of a spot on this team. A guy who, who, as you said, could really fill it up, especially early in his career. Had, what was it, like seven seasons over 20 points per game or something along those lines? I mean, really, really impressive stuff out of uh, Jeff Malone. I think it's six seasons, so over 20 points per game. Averaging 19 points per game for his career – over nine hundred and five regular season games, seven hundred and fifty five starts, two All Star appearances, and uh, yeah, I mean, great run for Jeff Malone.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I mean, played a lot of games in the league, playing nine hundred and five games and getting around for sure. I mean, with the Bullets, the Jazz, the Sixers, and the um the Heat. I mean, played only with the Heat for one season, the Sixers for three seasons, the Jazz for four seasons, and the Wizards. With, for slash bullets for seven seasons, he played with them while well, they were called the bullets. But there's also a Canadian hockey player named Jeff Malone,
0: really? Yeah, oh wow, yeah, there's a, a hockey player named Jeff Malone, you're right. He actually, uh, yeah, played uh, played a really long time ago and unfortunately, uh, you know, passed away at age 93 back in 1981. So, just a uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's actually in the hall of fame, so yeah, we can we can find out excuse me, I uh, know his brother's in the Hall of Fame. We're getting a little bit lost here in Jeff Malone. Um, but yeah, uh, this, this Jeff Malone, the, uh, the, the basketball player, I remember uh, him coming to my attention as a member of the Jazz. This is back in the early 90s. Uh, quite something, realizing that uh, there were two Malones unrelated on in the uh, Jazz starting lineup, of course, Carl Malone being the other one. And uh, interestingly, also played in early days of his career with Moses Malone on the uh, Washington Bullets, but I'm uh, not related to either of those guys.
1: Yeah, kind of surprising.
0: I thought so, but, yeah, I mean, Malone, not that uncommon of a name uh, overall. So, uh, yeah, really good career out of him. Uh, made the all-rookie team his first year in the league and, uh, yeah, had a terrific run. Not a Hall of Famer, pick. but, yeah, r- really solid career. As you mentioned, 10th pick, yeah, in he the 83, 83 NBA draft out of Mississippi State. Could have been a Hall of Famer. I mean – yeah, uh, I, I I guess. I mean, you know, had a, had a long run. I mean, good point
1: two 0.2 Hall of Fame percentage on basketball reference.
0: Yeah, I just didn't quite put it all the way together, but uh, definitely some pretty impressive spots on the all-time leaderboards. I mean, this guy, 30th all-time in free throw percentage at 87.1%. That's really good.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's actually um, – no, that, that wasn't a good stat. I mean, for 20th all-time in turnover percentage –
0: 20th, yeah. I mean, that's really good. That's all-time in the NBA. I
1: mean, that's not great. I mean, turnover
0: percentage? No, no, that's the lowest. So that's impressive. I mean, uh, really good job by Jeff Malone there. Also 97th all-time in uh, just raw points, 95th in points per game. So definitely some impressive placements for Jeff Malone. Yeah. Let's keep moving here. I know we were just uh, hinting at it, but uh, there's another player we considered at these wing spots. He's the guy I had at the three, but you could easily have him at the two. And uh, it's current player, Bradley Beal.
1: Yeah, three-time All-Star, All-NBA, All-Rookie team, and I guess he might be in Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he's on a Hall of Fame track right now. I mean, 605 regular season games into his career, averaging 22 points per game, but really the last few years has even taken that through the roof.
1: Yeah, I mean, 31.3 points per game this past year, 22 for his career. All-star this season, and, I mean, the last, was that, five seasons he's averaged over <clears throat> 20 points per game, 23.1 points per game, 22.6 points per game, 25.6 points per game, 30.5 points per game, and 31.3 points
0: per game. Yeah, a uh, St. Louis native who attended uh, Florida, we talked about him recently on our uh, Florida episode, uh, third pick overall in the uh, 2012 NBA draft, and really just a guy who can get it to his shot and fill it up. I mean, one of the uh, top volume scorers in the league, as we just mentioned, and uh, you know, a guy who uh, you know posts a uh, 37 per, or just under 38 percent from uh, from three for his career, but really notable for uh, being able to get off his shot. Um, you know, almost 23 uh, or 23 shots per game, field goal attempts per game, the last two years. So, uh, yeah, re- really able to get to it and uh, be like the lead dog on uh, on an offense.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, led the Wizards to um, the first round of the playoff.
0: Yeah, I mean, where they got smoked by uh, a Sixers team that didn't really have uh, Joel Embiid for the entire series either, so a pretty disappointing result. And always a question, uh, what's going to happen with him in, in Washington? I mean, you know, how is that team going to get better? Is Bradley Beal going to agitate for, uh, you know, a better situation somewhere? And uh, we don't know, but uh, but certainly so far in his career, he's been excellent, and uh, you would imagine he'll continue to get opportunities, and at least for the next few years, he's going to be a major asset.
1: For sure, and I mean, Hall of Fame probability is already up to 2.6 compared to um, Jeff and Lund's point two, .2, so.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, he's a guy who uh, you know is, is even higher in some of these uh, all-time categories than uh, than Jeff Malone, thirty seventh all-time right now in career scoring at twenty-two points per game. So really impressive stuff. And as you mentioned, uh, an All-NBA player uh, just this year, a uh, third-team All-NBA. So uh, definitely getting to some of the high water marks for his career just in this most recent season.
1: Yeah, I mean, real deal, Big Panda, Blue Magic, Brad, and Doctor Drag. Some great uh, nicknames.
0: Absolutely. So let's uh, let's keep moving here, unless you have more on uh, on Bradley Beal, and we can get to our uh, point guards.
1: Yeah, um, at point guard, I had Bobby Hurley.
0: Yeah, let's talk a little about Bobby Hurley. He's uh, he's fifty years old today.
1: Yeah, I mean, solid in in his NBA career. I mean, played in the '90s with the Kings and. Um, I mean, yeah, 3.8 points per game, 290, um, 269 games, and actually the Arizona State Sun Devils head coach.
0: Yeah, has gone on to be a successful head coach in college, coached at Buffalo, and uh, had some success there bringing that school to the tournament for the first time in ages. Um and has uh, has moved on, as you said, to uh, excuse me. That was their first tournament appearance ever back in uh, 2014, 2015. Has moved on to Arizona State uh, since 2015. Has been there, but a guy who was a very famous college player. His his dad, a um, his dad who showed us his name, uh, Bobby Hurley, uh, Bob Hurley Senior, a famous uh, uh, high school coach in uh, New Jersey at St. Anthony High School in Jersey City, where uh, Bobby Hurley and his and uh, his brother Dan Hurley attended. Uh, taken with the uh, seventh pick in the draft in 1993 out of Duke, where he won two national championships, back-to-back titles in 91 and 92.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, so a guy who uh, had an opportunity to play under uh, the great coach uh, Mike Krzyzewski there at Duke, uh, saw a lot of success there, and obviously uh, has has you know uh, parlayed that into a uh, successful career as a coach. Didn't quite get it going as, as a player, uh, taken with the uh, seventh pick, so obviously a, a bit of a disappointment lasting only uh, 269 games and not being super impactful during his time in the league. But uh, a yeah, pretty small guy. And, uh, you know, who, who knows, uh, w- you know, whether he had the physical uh, characteristics to make it in the league at uh, six one sixty five. Yeah,
1: and you never know. He's only 15. Maybe he'll come back.
0: Yeah, it seems unlikely. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, I suppose, it's a possibility. More likely, perhaps, that he would come back as a coach. Yeah,
1: Maybe.
0: His uh, number eleven retired at Duke, so uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, great, great college career. All right, let's let's talk. Uh, let's just go over our lineups here uh, for June twenty eighth players, so we can get to uh, a couple other guys.
1: Yeah, I had um, center Andrew Lang, power forward Tom Owens, um, shooting guard or small forward Jeff Malone, shooting guard Bradley Beal, and point guard Bobby Hurley.
0: And I had center Andrew Lang, power forward Tom Owens. Small forward Bradley Beal, a little bit out of position there, uh, shooting guard Jeff Malone, and point guard Bobby Hurley. All right, let's get to a couple more guys here. We can talk about uh, Jim Spanarkel.
1: Yeah, Jim Spanarkel. Um, actually had two pretty good seasons in his career. Just not really fit with for, for in with him in in this team. I mean, with um Bradley Beal, Jeff Malone at his positions.
0: Yeah, uh, interestingly, another guy who attended high school in Jersey City, just like Bobby Hurley, and also went to Duke, just like Bobby Hurley. Uh, Both born on the same day. I wonder if they've uh, talked about that over the years.
1: Yeah, I mean, interesting.
0: I didn't really know too much about Jim Spinarkel as a player, more uh, aware of him as a color commentator on Nets broadcasts. He's worked with Ian Eagle on those for uh, for quite a few years now, Uh, turning 64 today. Uh, Just played uh, 259 regular season games in the league. Uh, having been taken with the uh, 16th overall pick in the 1979 NBA draft. As you mentioned, had a couple of seasons where he was contributing at a reasonably high level, uh, 14.4 points per game back in eighty eighty one with the Mavericks and uh, 10.1 points per game uh, the season following that.
1: Yeah. I mean, solid. I mean, you should check out his picture of him on Wikipedia. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty good. And, That's what he looks like. Yeah. It's pretty good. And um Yeah. I mean, five games started actually after they were keeping track.
0: Yeah, his first two years of the uh, first two years of his career, they were not keeping track of uh, of starts. And, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: and so I mean, to actually, um, yeah, solid for.
0: Yeah, turning 64 today, an All-American at Duke, so really a really successful career there as well. Let's all let's talk about Rodney White, born on uh, this day in 1980, turning 41 today.
1: Yeah, um, he uh, he, um, yeah, he was solid in the league. I mean, is yeah. turning forty-one today, and um, yeah, played uh, played four years.
0: Yeah, has uh, been a guy I've wondered about for quite some time. Taken with the ninth overall pick by my beloved Pistons in the uh, two thousand one NBA draft out of uh, UNC Charlotte, yeah, 6'9", uh, 238 and thirty-eight pound forward. Uh, played a little bit of the two as well, kind of big for that position really didn't play very much for the pistons in his rookie year just 8.1 minutes per game across uh, 16 games and the pistons uh, pretty quickly moved off him in a trade to the uh, to the nuggets and I never really got it going in the league got a few starts that first year in denver but uh, never really was able to uh, to pull it together played a bunch in europe had a better career in in europe but did uh, bounce around across the uh, spanish league israeli league going to china as well south korea so re- really really got around the philippines Around the world as a uh, as a basketball player, but never really uh, fulfilling the promise of uh, having been taken number nine overall.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to fulfill that.
0: Well, some guys do it. Eh? Okay. <laughs> All right, we can also talk about Terrence Williams. We just got to him on our uh, Louisville episode recently.
1: Yeah, I mean, solid player. Well, maybe. I mean, also played four years and didn't do that much.
0: Yeah, as I mentioned on our Louisville episode, a guy who uh, I, I like quite a bit entering the league, but really never uh, fulfilled that promise. Uh, 153 regular season games before washing out of the uh, NBA, but has gone on to a uh, career as a professional overseas, at uh, le- least through uh, 2015. So lasted for, for a while in that capacity. Um, we can move on to uh, Damone Brown, a guy we haven't discussed yet on the podcast, a, a Syracuse attendee. Actually, I remember this guy. I was a Syracuse attendee myself during the same time Damone Brown was.
1: Yes, and um, this guy was um, solid in the league. I mean, 2.8 points per game. I mean, I guess he wasn't really solid. Also played four years. That's three guys on the road who's played four years.
0: That's true. Uh, just uh, 39 games across those four years in the NBA with uh, four different teams. So a guy who racked up uh, some swag uh, as he traveled around the league, having been taken with the 37th overall pick back in 2001.
1: Yes, and um, also like to mention Giff Rocks.
0: Giff Rue, yes, uh, the final player born on this date in NBA history. Guy who played a little bit back in the uh, BAA with the uh, St. Louis Bombers and uh, Providence Steamrollers. Interesting to note that he attended the University of Kansas, but uh, hey, he he didn't play basketball.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting.
0: Uh, Unfortunately, uh, passed away back in uh, 2011 at age 88, so not celebrating the uh, birthday today, but we, we certainly remember him. All right, we're going to take a quick break now, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment to compare these squads. And we're back to wrap up this episode by comparing these birthday squads, uh, June 27th and June 28th. Let's get to it. I'll start at center with uh, June 27th, Malik Allen. No, excuse me. You had Ed Peterson going up against uh, June 28th, Andrew Lang.
1: I mean, you got to take Andrew Lang.
0: All right, so it's going to be one nothing, June 28th heading into the power forward matchup where we've got uh, June twenty seventh, Malik Allen going up against June 28th's Tom Owens. I think
1: are going to take Tom Owens.
0: Yeah, I think a more accomplished player. I think that's reasonable, so that gives a uh, 2 nothing lead to uh, June 28th. Let's see if June 27th can get on the board with uh, small forward Chuck Person going up against uh, June 28th's Jeff Malone. I'm gonna take Jeff Malone. Jeff Malone beating out Chuck person. So uh, yeah, I think that's reasonable that that's probably a pretty close one. I mean those are both pretty accomplished players in the league. Yes uh, so that 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 puts uh, june twenty eighth up three nothing. I guess we've taken all the uh, all the drama out of this one, but uh, I mean, you're calling him like you see him. I can't argue with that. Go to the two where we have june twenty seventh Craig Hodges, but he's going up against june 28th's Bradley Beal
1: you
0: got to take Brad Leviel. Yeah, so it's kind of tough. 4 nothing here for uh, June 28th. This is a bigger blowout than we usually see in these uh, competitive matchups. Well, let's check out uh, June 27th's point guard, Monty Morris. Can he uh, can he get on the board for uh, June 27th against June 28th's Bobby Hurley? I'm
1: going
0: to take Monte Morris. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, Bobby Hurley with a fantastic college career, but I think in terms of what he's done as a pro, Monte Morris obviously still mid-career here, uh, has already done more than, uh, than Bobby Hurley. That does give a 4-1 victory to uh, June 28th, and uh, yeah, good job by June 28th. I mean, do you think that's how it would play out on the court? Yeah, probably. I mean, they
1: just have Bradley Beal and Jeff
0: Malone. And Tom Owens. I mean, it's a pretty pretty strong team on June 28th, I I think, overall, for these birthday teams.
1: But, I mean, you really can't deny the shooting of June 27th.
0: Definitely. I mean, even Monte
1: Morris can shoot it, too.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Craig Hodges, Chuck Purse, and Monte Morris, I mean, they're going to be able to stroke it for sure. Landry Fields can shoot it too. So definitely some uh, s- some good players. I mean, Landry Fields will be coming off the bench, obviously. We don't really consider that. But I had him on my team, so I thought it was worth mentioning. But fair enough. Uh, I, th- I think June 28th is uh, is the squad. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on this episode. We've, uh, we've enjoyed reflecting on these guys. Uh, we'll be back in uh, just another couple days with uh, another episode. And if uh, you want to uh, reach out and get in touch with us, you can do so at uh, BarnardsOnTheNBA at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at uh, Barnard's on NBA.
1: Yeah, and if you wanna <laughs> do know any other podcasts, you can um, check out um, more of our episodes or favorites with Ava and Matt.
0: Yeah, so thanks so much for listening, and uh, yeah, again, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Bye.